Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and today I've got Mike and Alicia with me, and we're going to be talking about Loki Season 2. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this. Hey! <laughs> we're here. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so Loki was a fan favorite of ours couple of years ago when Loki dropped season one I remember sitting back and talking with with both you guys about how um, we absolutely love Loki and he's a character that is just multi levels of depth and it's just like the more you dig the more you love that character so when they announced Loki season two I remember that we were all really excited about that because most of the shows that were happening uh, with the the like six part events and things like that they weren't really designed for multi-seasons. And so to have like a second season be announced, I remember we were all really, really excited about that. So mm-hmm. in a quick, do you think, like just give me a quick quick summary to this. Do you think that this season was a good follow-up to season one? I'm going to go with yes. Um, Are you sure? You don't sound sure. Yes, I'm sure. Um, Well, and I I guess my yes may sound a little hesitant because I'll be honest, after the first couple of episodes, we were like, what's going on? I feel like we're not really getting anything. This is going really slow. And then once started, things started picking up, then I was like, okay, this is, I didn't. And, you know, we talk a lot about we don't want to, a lot of times we go, don't go into things with expectation because we don't want to be disappointed. And it, because it's Loki, and Loki's one of my favorites. You walked in with expectations. I walked in with expectations, and I was yep. kind of let down uh, the first couple episodes. Again, it got better. Um, and by the end, it was I was sold. But in the beginning, I was like, I, I really hope I'm not disappointed by this. Do you feel like that's part of the Marvel formula is that it's that they are missing with all this, like just the, the, the reaching us as the viewers by, by taking it too slow at the beginning or in the middle or at the end. Cause I feel like a lot of Disney plus stuff has been very, mm-hmm. take it a little slower at the beginning and then gung ho at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, and I think we've, the three of us have talked about that before and I definitely think it, this fits the formula. Um, and they want to leave you on a that's something then they don't, they don't like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, you have to start, you have to start low enough so that by the end you are not, that you're getting to the high point, right? Like you well, can't, everybody's it hungry has to be for that gradual. next episode. Right. Absolutely. Um, I think sometimes they may go too slow. That's fair. And it, I mean, they, they're at risk then of viewers dropping off because they're like, well, this is not going to end up well because the first couple of episodes were just like, meh. So, but I do agree, like it does seem to be a trend for them in the Disney Plus series realm is they start out really slow. And then by the end, I'm for the most part, I've not watched all of the things. Um, but by the end, it's like, okay, this was this was really good. Yeah. Mike, so that wasn't a short answer, but there you go. That's fine. Um if I'm not mistaken, this is the first. MCU series it's got a second season is that right correct yep um I would say that I'm a little I was a little worried about that because you just don't know if it's gonna you know 
be as good as the first one, right? Because the first one was so good. And like we've talked numerous times about how good the small screen stuff was that Marvel put out in phase four and, you know, moving forward. Um, and people give it a lot of crap because it's like, oh, it's a, it's an investment. It's a weekly thing. And it's just more stuff I have to watch. But like, I know the three of us thoroughly enjoyed, you know, those series, whether it was Moon Knight or WandaVision or Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, et cetera. Um, but I was like, okay, how are they going to be able to top the first season of Loki? And you and I talked about it, you know, offline. And I think they did. Um, but I would agree with Alicia that, you know, that this just does, this seems to be the Marvel formula, at least in a small screen world, right? They start out slow. They introduce characters. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, start to light the fire and by episode three or four of the six you know, part series, they really cook them with gas. And then by the end, they were leaving you wanting more. And I think that's a good formula, but it kind of gets tiring after a while. Like, do something a little bit different, right? Try something different. Like, we've talked about how Phase 4 was so different from the rest of the MCU. Why can't they do that with with series and the formula of how they write and how they produce? And, you know, but, you know, like like I said, when you and I talked offline, I think that they definitely exceeded expectations with the second season. I, uh... I know that for me, I was really excited that Loki was getting a season two. And I felt that the formula, I think it hurts them, to be honest. Yeah. I think that when you when you think about their six episodes, like you have to to jam a ton of story in. And I think one of the things that that Marvel has has really struggled with under this Disney idea is that you're jamming so much in to such a, a short amount of time that you can't pull on some of those strings a little harder than you want to. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Like you can't continue that storytelling. You have to, you have to lay so much groundwork that you're missing the action. You're missing, you're missing moments that could have gotten better. Like I think about secret invasion with there's a moment where you have this big scroll fight between the two super scrolls. I was like, that could have been like a couple of different fights throughout the whole series. Like, you could have repeated the fight where, like, hey, he beat me, and I have to go home and lick my wounds, and then the next episode, like, you're storytelling, and then the next episode, like, another fight, and you you were doing better, and then he goes and licks his wounds, and then the last fight is the overall brawl. Like, you you could go in and, and, and mix things up, and you could change things and how they do it, and I'm like, Loki, I think one of the hardest things that Loki faced was just... It, it had to kind of retell some things and it had to take a few changes on a few things to make it different. Yeah. In season one. So I, I was going to kind of ask, I was going to ask you this, but like, I was going to, do you think I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask this, but like going into seeing this show, going into watching this show, did you feel like what could they possibly do now? Right. Like, what could they what kind of story are they going to tell? How could they, you know, because at the end of season one, you know, Sylvie kills he who remains. And they literally, you know, Loki ends up back in the TVA and everything is just kind of reset. And it's like nobody knows who he is. And it's like, well, what are you going to do now? Right. And so did you feel that way going into season two? 
Or did you kind of um, see where they were going to go with it? Because of how much that I'd paid attention with, with some of the different things, I think that I already knew a good direction of where they were going with it. Okay. Well, just with a lot of the rumors, a lot of the comic stuff that had been said and done, I think that it was, yeah, I, I don't think that it was that big a, a surprise for me. Well, it's crazy to think about how how long ago, even though it wasn't long ago, that season one came out. And then everything has happened since then, right? So, like, when Sylvie kills He Who Remains, it supposedly kicks off what we know as the multiverse. And so, like, you see No Way Home, and you see Multiverse of Madness, and you see the multiverse through a different lens after it's been kicked off. And then we go back, you know, basically... In Loki season two, we just kind of do like a reset, like a restart. But like it, it, it was not it was the same show without being the same show, if that makes sense. And it was like, OK, let's tell the story of time in a different lens and then give it an even better outcome than season one was the way that that kind of looked at it. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of things that were about this this season that repeated some cycling. Of, of I think you had to though, because of how confusing that show could be at times. Yes. And, and I love the fact that at the end of everything, when, when, when all of it's said and done and you've watched everything and you go back and you look at some of the, the storytelling elements, I think what really has helped is the fact that like they broke the time space continuum to some degree. Great. Like, Scott. Th- yeah. They, they, they'd broken how things were moving forward and the linear path of the sacred timeline. And so now you have to kind of go back and see what damages have been done. What, what is the next steps to, to build forward? And as Loki's been doing this, he has to change the outcome. And I love, I love seeing that. I love seeing that at the very end, the basically like you have this groundhog's day episode and they, they had enough of a, okay, I've got to spend a thousand plus years right here on repeat learning everything. What do I do next? Well, it's like and you and I, Jordan, it's like you and I talked about after we, we watched it. It was like that it's nice once in a while to get a happy ending where yeah. everybody kind of gets to play out their stories and everybody gets to do their thing. And I felt like that's what they did with Loki. Not just Loki, but everybody yeah. that was involved with the series. I Alicia, what, is, what do you think about all that? Or just the idea of where season one left off going into season two? What were your expectations? And what, what did you think they could... Where do you think they could have possibly went, you know, going or coming out of like Sylvie killing that version of Kang and, and so on and so forth? Yeah. Well, like 
Jordan, this is completely side topic, you know, a sidebar, but like the guys and I were talking at work the other day about like how uh, Star Wars has greenlit a second season for Obi-Wan. And Chad from work was like, well, what, you know, what could we, you know, what story could they tell with Obi-Wan beyond what they said in, you know, season one? They could go a number of different directions. They could do a live action Rebels and play off the Ahsoka. They could do a live action Rebels and play off of, you know, bringing Darth Maul back. You know, there's a hundred different ways, but like for the Loki thing, I was just really like, all right, what are we going to do? Because obviously, you know, we're getting to the point with Kang. Like we're seeing different versions of Kang. We saw Kang in Quantumania as Kang the Conqueror. We saw him as He Who Remains as uh, in the first season of Loki. And then we saw him as, was it Victor Timely? Is that how you say it? Is that, was that his name mm-hmm. in the... So like it, we're we're starting to see the different variants. We saw the the Ramatut version at the end of Quantumania. But like, let's talk about that for a second. Jordan, when I called you after I watched the finale, I was like, some like if Jonathan Majors is acquitted for whatever is going on in his legal battles, the man is crushing it as Kang. The man has got the range that I've never seen before in an actor. Like I would put him up there with Heath Ledger's Joker as far as acting ability, because like you've got to think he, every version of Kang is different. And so like for him to even, come into this season as Victor Timely and then even go back, which I'm sure they probably shot the he who remains stuff. Like when they did the first season, maybe I would think so, but like going in between those two different versions of him within the same show, it's phenomenal. Like, I think the guy is just an amazing actor. Well, and I think what's cool about this specifically with Jonathan majors is he's playing the same character but he's not like when, right. when RDJ walks in, he's playing Iron Man, not a variant. There's no difference. It's just an evolving character as he like you make a subtle, subtle change here and there. Like you're not making massive difference is in the, in the way that he acts. And then you go and you have, Oh, you have uh like Kang and you've got so many versions of Kang that you have to play because you've got your Victor Timely, who is timely. My name's Timely, and you've got that stuttering ability. Then you've got the the cockiness of he who remains. You've got Immortus, who is is the guy with the really tall hat and looks more like Gecko Roman God kind of thing. Um, then you have your Rama Tut, so you're going to have to have an Egyptian style. You've got your I mean, if you go through everything from just the when it did the wide panel view with the uh, the Council of Kang, there's a lizard version of Kang. There's just so many different things that you can you can do with it, and he's going to have to make big changes per Kang that he plays. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not all just one version. He's got Kang the Conqueror, so he's got to have that that conqueror kind of mentality he may have a good version of kang that is going to help the avengers eventually like there's so many different versions that he's going to have to play and the acting range i'm floored by well just and i would come in and do that i would say too that like even in even in loki season two like back to that victor timely like he helped them like they went and got him and he was he was helping them like i mean i know that like Towards the end, Loki's the guy that goes back and, you know, is able to go back in time and fix things and go back and go back. But like in the middle of the season, when they go to to to, to get him in the early or the, I'm sorry, that was it the late eighteen hundreds or the early eighteen hundreds. They yeah. So they go back, get Victor Timely, bring him to where they were to the TVA, and you know, he was helping them. 
And so to your point about there being a version of Kang, even to that extent of helping the Avengers. Um, yeah. Just the acting alone was phenomenal. Yeah. Like well, all the acting for- in the show. Like, I mean, to respect of all the act, you know, the people that were in the show, it was just great acting all around, but Jonathan majors basically has to reinvent himself every time he appears. Yeah. Where everybody else stays in the same spot. I mean, even Tom Hiddleston, he just has to go back to the original point of where he was 10 years ago. Sure. Like his character just going back 10 years. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of all the side characters in this one? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of understanding that, hey, these characters are different. There's there's newness to them. So you get like, what was her name? Eight, it was Agent 13, not Agent 13, um, the, the lady agent... Yeah. Um, and then you have Mobius and you have all of these guys who like basically go and ruin everything in the timeline. Like what, what did you think about all these guys being a part of that? Ouroboros. Yes. He was in the original X-Men. Short round. He was in the original X-Men? Who was he in the original X-Men? Stunt Rigger was his name. I'm looking up. I'm I'm on his IMDB page right now. He was... Uh, yeah, gotcha. Um, Indiana Jones, The Goonies, X-Men, Loki. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Casey. Let's, let's, I, I, we need to side tangent really quick because, you know, one thing that I love that Loki has done is that in a time travel show, in a, a show about time, you always have to incorporate some type of historical nod. I mean, in season one, when Loki's figuring things out, like he's, he's having to find those pinpoint moments that you can't change. So it goes to Pompeii, like there's those moments. But then he's, uh, what was the guy's name that jumps? The plane. I've I lost it. I, I had it a second ago. Um, you're Casey or or not whatever his name was. The guy he, he pulled a nod there, but then Casey in season two was Frank Morris. Now, do you guys know who Frank Morris is? I don't. Okay. Frank Morris is one of the few guys to D.B. Cooper, thank you. Um, Frank Morris is an actual real-life person, like D.B. Cooper. Um, this is a real historical event, and and Frank Morris escaped Alcatraz, but was never found a body, nothing like that. And so there was a, oh gosh, this was 2016, 2018. Um, there was a letter sent about how they survived and that they were dying of cancer, but they they would and they would do all this if they could help 
make sure that they got the the medical needs, but they'd go back to prison or whatever just to get the 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 medical needs. I mean, these guys are like 80, 90 years old at this point. And I think two of them had died, but but Frank Morris to have a another historical nod, like I'm a big history nerd. And so I love that kind of stuff. I love getting to see the nods of how do you take a character like if they do a season three, I want to know what other phenomenon would you use? Like what because because DB Cooper, they could not explain what happened when the, when they got to Alcatraz, they could not explain what happened. So what what do you do for season three? Who do you what what unexplained phenomenon happened that you could just create your own storytelling with? And I'm like, oh, that's. Yeah, it's it's enough, and they say enough words that people can put two and two together. But for history nerds to see that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, that's so cool! Like you're you're adding that. And so when I found out about DB Cooper, I went and I did a lot of research on him because I was like, I want to know who this guy is, and I found out about his story, and I'm like, this is really cool stuff that they're adding in. So, but yeah. Yeah. Micah, what'd you think about the side characters? You know, I thought that they all had a lot of growth and a lot of, you know, especially some of the ones that were returning. Um, but like, you know, obviously I had a big thing for Sylvie in the first one, uh, first season. And I was really wondering what they were going to do with her coming out of season one. Um, and I thought that she had a lot of depth, like in the first, the first season, she was very angry at the world and, you know, just, you know, anti this, anti that, and just wanted to kill Kang. And, but in this season, it was like, wow, she just, she has a heart. She cares. Like there's, you know, she wanted to, she wanted a better humanity, I guess, in the universe. And, um, that episode, I don't know if it was the last episode or the, the fifth episode, but Alicia and I were watching it. And the, the one where Loki has to like, he's figuring it out. And there's like, he's sitting there with he who remains and he's like kind of manipulating him. And, you know, we're like, oh, my gosh, she's going to kill Sylvie. And so, yeah. you know, I was like, no, please don't do that. Right. Like, but um, I thought she had a lot of depth. Um, Mobius, you know, the thought that he ha he had not looked into the fact that he had a variant and, you know, Sylvie challenged him to do so. And he went. And he, he finally saw that and he realized that, Hey, I can live a life outside the TVA. Um, was really, really beautiful, I guess, in my opinion. So, um, who'd have thought man in 2023 that Owen Wilson would be in a Marvel show crushing it. I mean, I have too, but like, I just didn't think that like, you know, we grew up with him and things like wedding crashers and, um, Marley and me and, yeah. Yeah. He was one of the toys, uh, cowboy. He was the toy cowboy and cars. Like I, you know, I just growing. Okay. Pause, pause. I have to say this. I have to say this. I really think they messed up by not giving a Disney Pixar nod with a version of Owen Wilson being lightning McQueen. <laughs> like I just, and, and it would have been so funny had that happened. And I'm like, come on guys, you put in, 
Thor frog in a jar at the end of time. You can't put Lightning McQueen in. Like, you own the rights. Like, you have the guy in there. That would have been awesome. I also have been really, really big on the idea that Lightning McQueen should have been in a car accident at one point and just had a permanent dent so it looked like his broken nose. And I was like, that would have been fantastic. That's just me. Um, for me, I, I genuinely think that this this show just crushes it with side characters. I think that when you look at movies, oftentimes we miss out on great side characters. And there's yeah. oftentimes where you look at, like, think about Harry Potter with me for a second. Like, you have your main cast being Ron, Harry, Hermione, and then, like, some of the teachers are in there, and then you've got Voldemort or whoever your your villain is for that storyline or whatever you want to do. But, like, the side characters do not feel like they are massively a part of it. And I feel that all the season one side characters became side characters that were fro- uh, up at the forefront, that they helped continually push the story. And, like, it wasn't just Sylvie. Um, I think that that was, that was really huge for me to see that it's not just another Loki and Sylvie against the universe or the multiverse. It's a very, very much centered story about how, like, we're better together. So Yeah, and, well, they came together because they had to because the TVA was under attack, which, again, was the whole point. But um, I think you're right. What did you think about Owen Wilson not actually getting to be on a jet ski, like, on the water? Like, we all were hoping for him and his 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 Kawasaki jet ski, and it he was a salesman, not just a, a sports rider or anything like that. What did you guys think? It's just calling to me <laughs> when he's like, it's, it's, it's more like a gentle whisper calling my name. <laughs> which, which I think pulls even harder on the fact that like, he didn't want to leave because he's like, I've got two boys. Like, I don't even remember them or anything, but, but you know, I want to, I want to be there for them. I want to, and like just the, the idea of like, as I'm a dad that pulled on some heartstrings for me. And, and I'm like, even people who don't have kids, people who, who don't have the, the hands on, I bet it still pulled on some heartstrings for people. And just the, you have to leave your family for the, for the quote unquote greater good to go do something bigger than yourself. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I did like, you know, with the whole multiverse, not multiverse, but the TVA conversation when people get sucked out and get, you know, brought back in, um, like Mobius when he was a car salesman, like, and Loki walks in and he acts like he has no idea who he is. I love that, the whole thing uh, where, you know, they just, different characters are like, hey, you don't remember me? You don't remember me? I think it was the episode where Loki was jumping from space to space to space and like talking to each of them and they had no idea who he was. It's like you have to flip gears when you're acting, right? Because it's like, well, we're together and we know who you are, but then you have to act completely oblivious. I wish you could do that in real life sometimes. Do you think (laughs) that there were any people that should have made an appearance in this show that didn't? 
Thor. If you were to bring Thor in, how would you have done it? I don't know. I just, I, I totally should, when the show was over, I was like, I, I just, you know, if, if Loki's stuck for eternity on that throne where he is, you know, holding the hands of time together or whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. Um, you know, when we saw love and thunder and you see the tattoo on Thor's back and it says rip Loki, like, you know, that he grieves the loss of his brother. And so, yeah. you know, there's, there has to be that payoff at some point where Loki and Thor see each other. And I don't know how they would wonder, have done it in Loki. I think it'll, I think it'll be secret wars. I Maybe. think it'll happen in secret wars. Yeah. Well, but for this, I don't think that they would have done it for this show, but like, I think that would have been cool to see um, that happen. Um, I don't, um, I don't know. Maybe Odin. I know that he's dead, but like, you know, in the universe, you know, we believe in the afterlife and, you know, especially with the end of love and thunder, how they, you know, how they introduced us to the afterlife and Valhalla and all that stuff. And it's like, well, anything's possible. Does it mean anybody's dead kind of thing? So like, I don't know, maybe, you know, he sees his mother, maybe he sees his father. Like, Oh my gosh. If they would have brought in Odin, like in a time travel situation where he goes and says, I have to make a decision and I, I don't know if I've got the strength. And he's like, you were meant to be king and like just says like a like you were meant for much more than this like just a, a one moment like where oh man that would have been really cool yeah i don't know that a lot of options but they didn't you know they didn't they didn't consult us oh we said what we're gonna say yeah Darcy. Madison. Madison and Walmart. No, I was thinking Darcy because of the connection with Natalie Portman. I mean, you know, and Thor and all that stuff. But What about what about Michael Zeldic? Pena come in? Do what'd you say? I was gonna say, what about Zelvig? Dr. Zelvig. Eric Selvig? Yeah, what if they, they could have done that? Oh, that that could have been cool. Even if it was just like, you know, in passing. We talk about stuff like that being in passing a lot, but like you're walking down the street and oh hey, it's it's Zelvig working on. Oh, like unused footage from Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Oh, that could have been cool. Yeah, I I think it would have been cool if they would have added Michael Pena's character in. So then he like, all right, so you're now the god of storytelling. All right, well, let me tell you. 
<laughs> I got a story for you. Like that, that would have been a fun little tag. But no, I, th- I think that overall the series just was really good. I loved Ouroboros. I loved seeing some of these characters come into play and the way that they they showed Loki sacrificing. I think, you know, we, we've talked about Thor, but I think Loki is Thor's equal um, with how much he has lost, how much he has gone through, and to see both of those characters just walk out with the sun shining on them. As, as Loki said, there will be a day where the sun will shine on us again, brother. And it's like yeah, you're kind of there. Like, do a Thor 5, have a moment where Loki pulls him to to the tree of life, that he's he's tied all the, the branches together and, and created the Eater Cell. Um, I think it would be really cool to see Thor and Loki reunite. But also, this Loki is not really that close with Thor. So we have right. to remember that on the flip side. Like, Thor's going to love Loki, but is Loki going to love Thor the same way? It's, yeah, I was thinking the exactly. same thing. Gamora exactly. and Quill, like, you know, she kicks him in the nuts, and it's like, I don't even know who you are. But on the flip side, I wonder if he's going to, because he he is now, like, sitting at the throne, and he's he's built the tree around him, I wonder if he will look at his life and see the way that Thor has, has handled things and see how much love Thor has for him, yeah. if that will make some changes for him. Because we've done, like, in two seasons, which would have taken, what, essentially, like, a month or two, because it was, like, back-to-back, they started but he had thousands of years in the in the groundhog day episode so i wonder if his his heart softened to to his brother as well i'm so we'll, as as big of a thor fan as i am i'm not really feeling the fifth thor movie i'm just not love and thunder just, just it ruined it for me know. ragnarok was so good and then love and thunder was not and gore was a great yes, villain i think taika waititi was better he wrote a really bad movie. I was gonna get there, but you already said it. But <laughs> just don't the think it, villain. Like, can he just not direct the fifth one? I might be okay with it if he does. Uh, he's already he's already off the list. He's okay, not allowed great. to direct the fifth one. Maybe I maybe think that's he why they're be, doing a fifth one. Maybe he can be Reed Richards. You know, after all the rumors. Stop. Pedro, oh Adam Driver, John Krasinski, and Taika Waititi. I'm throwing you in for the mix for Reed Richards. Uh, I don't have the hair Reed. for it. Eh, we got wigs. Yeah. Yes. 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 Let's talk about Miss Minutes. Can I, can I, can, before we jump into that, Alicia can't, like, so we're watching that episode, Jordan, and Alicia looks at me and she's like, she's a psycho. <laughs> So many things are so many things were wrong with her. Steve, Steve, she said a bad word. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sinister. Yeah, yeah I would Miss agree. Miss Minutes. 
I think I think this is one of those underlying things of like helping kind of push against the AI and just having kind of like a nod at, hey, you know, this is something AI could be capable of one day. Like if, if we don't handle things correctly. So I think Alicia said something too, like when we were watching it about Ultron, it was like similar to Ultron. I can get behind that. Better Ultron. Let's just put it that way. I don't know. Um, I don't know, Jordan. What else do you want to? I just thought it was a great season. It was a great show. Yeah, and I'd be I, okay if know, they I, didn't. They didn't do another season. Just leave it like it I'm is. I'm okay if if Loki ends here, and the only time that you revisit that character is Secret Wars and Thor Five. Yeah, agreed. Like, I, I think that a redemption for Thor to kill his character off eventually, like, let him ride out into the sunset. Don't kill him. Just let him ride out into the sunset like you did with, with Cap. I think you let him have that moment there with a, hey, my brother's looking out for me. And not just me, but me in every single universe. And then you have that moment with with Secret Wars where maybe the tree is under attack because Kang is manipulating things. So I know Mobius Mobius is supposed to be uh, setting 3. up a secret Avengers in Deadpool 3. And so part of that is going to happen from what I have been told or from what I've, what I've read and heard. Um, I'm really excited by that news because I'm like, if we get a secret Avengers that's going to pull from some of the best movies and some of our best fan picks, like if you walked in and said, all right, John Krasinski uh, will come back and play Mr. Fantastic. And then you have... Uh, Tobey Maguire coming back to play Spider-Man, and then you're going to get Hugh Jackman to play Wolverine, and then you're going to get Robert Downey Jr. to come back and be Iron Man, or you know what? That was that was fantastic, but you know, instead we're going to. Ah, have... I see what you did there, John Krasinski, fantastic. Yeah. No, so, okay, that was great, that unintentional. Was... I know, but it was still funny. So, anyways. Um, I think that you could you could set the TVA up as kind of a new shield, but on a multiversal level. And they're the kind of guys who are trying to save everything from behind the scenes. And I think that it could be done really well. But I think Mobius is the character that I would love to see. But I definitely want more of Casey just as comedic relief. Like that's just kind of like, yeah, we, we have a mass paperweights. Your guess is as good as mine. Mobius could be. Just does. Mobius could yes. be almost like your Agent Coulson. Yeah. Yeah. For I that, can get behind that. For the like, secret, or secret Avengers. I can 100% get behind that. You or, ready to rank this show or do you have any more questions for us? Well, I'm going to add one last thing real quick. Or okay, go for it. We add Phil Coulson to come back. And Phil Coulson could be the Phil Coulson of the TVA. Would he have Loki cards like he did Captain America cards? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Have him from another universe. And he just, he, he's like, listen, my buddy, 
I think it'd be really funny if he walked in and he's like, hey, my buddy Stan gave me these cards of all these different heroes. And then, like, he carried on, like, a Stan Lee tradition. And then, like, had each time he shows up, he has someone sign the card. That would be awesome. I love that. All right, let's rank the show. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being you definitely would watch it again, 1 being you would not recommend what Jordan, would you rank this show? Jordan, you do you go first. I want to hear yours. You always make us go first. I think I'm gonna say that I would say an eight or a nine. Um, I don't think that it's it's the greatest. I think there are flaws in it, but I would I would put this up there in my top three MCU shows um through Disney Plus. And so I think that an eight or a nine, I mean the the storytelling was done really well. I know you guys said it you felt like it was slower at first. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I like some of the slower storytellings. Um, I think sometimes they drag on, but I don't feel like this one really drug on that long. So that's where oh. I sit with it. I think eight or a nine. Alicia. Round up. It's going to be nine. Uh, I would say probably an eight or nine, just like Jordan did. Like it wasn't like the greatest thing ever, but like, man, was there some good storytelling and good acting, which we haven't had in a while. So, um, especially in like the small screen stuff, like what was the last series that we got? Well, no, I'm sorry. Secret invasion. So secret invasion. Just like, I thought wasn't the biggest fan of secret invasion. However, you know, I, I still enjoyed it. But like I think just the acting alone and, and Loki and the storytelling was just phenomenal. Like the, like Jordan, when you and I talked on the phone, they just outdid themselves. They outdid Absolutely. the first season. And you're like, I would argue that the second season was better than the first. And so Absolutely. the more I reflect on it and the more I think about it, 100%. Like Jonathan Major's acting alone was just enough to to sell you. Yeah. So. And and I'll, I'll say this much: I hope that they do not get rid of Jonathan Majors oh, unless I, he is convicted and thrown in prison. I really don't want them to get rid of him at all. There's been a lot of rumors floating around about they're going to get rid of of the Kang story, and I'm like, guys, the Kang story. I think it has the potential to outdo Thanos. the Thanos story, and and the reason I say that is just because of Jonathan Majors acting and having to play multiple characters. And there's going to be a scene where he's going to be playing against himself. Yep. There's going to be a, a, a Kang war that's going to happen, and we're going to have to see something of that nature. And I'm like, to see Kang the Conqueror come back against the Council of Kang and just seeing all the... I'm like, if we get that, like, please do not rob us of that. Jonathan Majors, like, his personal stuff aside, he is killing it. Please do not get rid of him. Like, don't Johnny Depp this. Well, I think Jordan texted you. I was like, what happened innocent uh, until proven guilty? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like in, in, in American Western culture, we're so quick to just say, you're guilty and form an opinion before we even know the facts. Yep. So and it's sad. It is. So, Micah, you said eight. Out, eight I said or eight or nine, nine, just like you did. I, I just didn't think that it was it wasn't like Guardians three, nine for me, but like it was still a great, a great show. So, like, I would sit yeah. at an eight or a nine, even just. Like on the small screen stuff, like it's right up there with with Moon Knight and right up there with WandaVision for me. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think well, I wouldn't throw WandaVision. I'd throw Hawkeye. Well, personally, you know I that just I like just I enjoy that no, story. I so I know, and what it sets up with with Multiverse of Madness. 
Oh, and and even into the Marvels, like we talked about on yes. the Marvels episode. Like it just it, and and again, this comes back down to we're age of Ultroning a lot of these things. We're sure. building a solid base, and we're now like we may not like that base, but moving forward, we're really building off of those stories because it sets up something even greater than itself. And sometimes yeah. you have to to be the one that that lays down on the wire so that the others can crawl over you. Like it just it makes it so much better that way. So, all right. Well, with that, guys, thank you so much for being on this episode. We've really enjoyed the conversation of talking about Loki. And so all of our fans, check us out uh, on Facebook. If you want to hear something specific, let us know. And we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.